In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the first article of the Creed, we heard last week how the Father gives to us all I have and all I need. We also heard how pleasing it is to the Father that we are wise to believe in him as, God, as the God who, who made, who gives, and who still takes care of us. That our prayers, no matter what they may be, are mediated to the Father in Jesus' name. Meaning, Jesus takes our prayers, whatever they may be, to the Father. And in the process of doing so, he redeems them. He turns our prayers into acceptable words, as the Word incarnate, the Word made flesh. Jesus takes what comes from our flesh and filters it back to the Father through himself. So all our prayers are received by the Father through Jesus. And the Father responds to us as he would respond to his own Son, to Jesus. And Jesus is familiar with the way the Father responds to him. We may take just simply one example in the Garden of Gethsemane. Before his suffering and death, Jesus prayed, Father, not my will, but yours be done. The giving God is one whose gifts are not always what we might expect from that qualitative or quantitative expectation. But his gifts are so much more than our own expectations. This week we turn our attention to the second article of the Creed. And as we did last week, our focus will be upon who. Who is the giving God? The second article of the Creed answers that question by pointing us to Jesus. Christ, the true God begotten of the Father. Christ, the Redeemer. Christ, the one who has made us his own. And the greatest gift from the Father is memorized by so many of us from Scripture, from John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. He gave his only Son. The Father gave his only Son so that the world would believe in him as their Lord, seeing Jesus as true God and true man begotten of the Father from eternity, and that this Son is no ordinary Son, but that he was born of the Virgin Mary. As such, St. John from our text yearningly writes, all who did receive him believed in his name. John's expectation is that the world would indeed believe Jesus as Messiah as the true God come into the flesh to be our Lord among us. Believing in Jesus Christ means believing in his namesake is not only translated as Savior and Anointed One, but also believing that Jesus Christ himself is our Savior and Anointed One, our Messiah and our Lord. Jesus Christ is the giving God like his Father. And through this anointed one uh, to save, St. John highlights 
the gift we receive from Jesus is the right to become children of God, which is no small thing, of course. To become a child in the natural way requires the birds and the bees, so to speak. And for nine months thereafter, there you are in your mother's womb, growing until the time of birth. The right to become a child of mankind begins at conception. And your birth marks that good work of earthly fathers and mothers to the rest of the world. And the right to become children of God is only slightly different, but practically the same. The conception of this right begins with the Holy Spirit, but without the birds and the bees. And the fall and follows Jesus in the womb of Mary for nine months. When the baby Jesus is born, it marks the good work of the Father, sending his Son through the Holy Spirit. And from this moment on, there will remain the births which we call natural, but Jesus' birth stands alone as the one which truly transforms the world. In his ministry, Jesus will call our attention to a new kind of birth, a rebirth that involves our physical and spiritual body. We know this as holy baptism, being born again by water and the word, or we may say water and Jesus, since Jesus is the word made flesh. And the seal of approval for this new birth, the triune God places upon us his own name as an additional gift. So why do we talk about this? Why do we talk about this and we bring up baptism? I thought we were supposed to be examining the second article of the creed. Well, one, it's because pastor just can't handle himself. It's also, and more importantly, because baptism is one of the greatest ways to understand the importance of what's going on in the second article. How do we say, Jesus has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, How do we believe our Savior purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil? We say and believe Jesus as our Savior because his work upon the cross is not yet ours until it is delivered. Baptism delivers all which Jesus did for us apart from gold and silver. Jesus, by his own holy, precious blood, redeemed you with his innocent suffering and death, and he delivers that gift that is yours to you through holy baptism. Do not dismiss this point as trivial. As a lost and condemned person, your birthright is nothing but an inheritance of hell's damnation. Yet with the conception and birth of Jesus, with his coming into this world to suffer and die upon the cross for you, The giving God has made possible your redemption from sin, from death, and from the power of the devil. That is how we can conclude alongside the catechism to be his own and to live under Jesus in his kingdom and serve him. Which, by the way, is simply a description of the baptismal life, or how we might otherwise say the Christian life. Jesus redeemed us and gives to us that gift of redemption by baptism. So he owns us, and we live under him in his kingdom. 
and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. We are bound to Jesus. We are bound to Jesus in a way that is similar as we are bound to our parents, living under them and serving them. Jesus, with the Father and the Holy Spirit, has brought, to, brought us into their family, into God's family. Into this family we were born, not of blood or of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now, just as Jesus is risen from the dead and he lives and reigns to all eternity, it is most certainly true this word of the gospel is yours to take to heart. The giving God is Jesus, and what he gives to you is life and eternity. And this is for all the world, including you, including all of you who might think in your head, that can't be for me. This is what Jesus has done for the whole world over. The Advent preparation taking place in these midweek services is a ministering to your heart. The Father gives Jesus to be born in the flesh so that you would have the right to become his child as one who was born in the flesh as well. To receive by grace through faith his mercy made possible through his only begotten son. Might we count the second article of the creed as our greatest of blessings and gifts this year and even daily give thanks. And with Jesus Christ, rejoice at our redemption, which he accomplished at the cross and delivers to us by the rebirth of holy baptism. In Jesus' name, amen.